0: Welcome to an all new episode of What the Tech Just Happened. As of this recording on May 12th, there are over 4.1 million cases of COVID 19 globally, with over 1.3 million in the US alone. As millions of us remain working from home, you might be wondering what risks are there to your security network? We are gonna be talking about people converting their houses to smart homes today and how you can prepare yourself and your network to be safe as we all move to this one life, one device world. All this and more on today's episode of What the Tech Just Happened. Good morning, Rob.
1: Hey, good morning, Penny.
0: Uh, it's a beautiful, shining day today. We're still at home. Um, and uh, I think people are getting beyond bored and moving yep. to their new normal. Is there
1: a world happening on outside here? Because I don't think I've seen it in a while.
0: <laughs> I don't. Uh, well, yes, uh, there is actually a world happening. Uh, uh, golf is <gasps> starting to open.
1: Oh, I do want to make a, a mention to that. I'm actually going golfing today. Don't tell my boss, but I am going golfing today. Yes.
0: Well, your boss may find out. <laughs> <He> <laughs> <'cause might. laughs> I do hear he's a listener of the podcast.
1: <laughs> oh, good, he's the one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, my father-in-law is also golf golfing today, and lots of rules around it. So I'd actually, this will be a great topic for you to come back with, with what. Oh, yeah, your definitely.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm interested to to hear all the the things that they're doing for the social distancing. I don't think that the clubhouse is open. I I think they're doing like a Venmo type thing to pay, and um, one person on a you know each of the the carts. And um, I also heard that they're not doing flag sticks; that there's going to be like a cup that's upside down, and if your ball hits the cup, then you consider it in the hole. So I'm like, oh, good! I can just like <laughs> fly that thing into the cup and look at me go.
0: All of a sudden, everyone's golf scores are going to be way better. Everyone will that's be right. under par. Did I get that that golf term? Well, right? I'm definitely Not subpar
1: when I play. But. <laughs> 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 <Ba-dum-bum>. <laughs> oh, what oh, a boy. team. Yes, uh,
0: Yeah, so uh, golf courses are reopening. Um, some retail has opened hairdresser. Uh, here in New Hampshire, anyway, I should have that caveat that everything, of course, is different across the United States. Um, but Rob and I uh, reside here in the lovely state of New Hampshire. So we've seen uh, hairdressers open up yesterday, limited retail and golf courses uh, opening up this week with restaurants to follow with very strict uh, guidelines around outdoor seating and uh, reservations for indoor seating um, if possible. So it will be interesting to see what happens here in the next couple of weeks. But I know states like Ohio have also uh, started to reopen, so we shall
1: see. Interesting experiment.
0: Interesting experiment, indeed. So... As we uh, even though a lot of people are, you know, returning to work, people like you and I um, and many of our listeners are still working remote. Those of us who have maybe traditional office jobs that have, you know, spend our days on laptops are home. And those of us who are home tend to get a little bit bored. And I'm going to make a confession about my boredom today. Uh are you? uh
1: (laughs) I don't know if I'm ready.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know we did. We chatted a little bit before this episode. So Rob's a little unsure what I'm going to (laughs) confess to. No. So uh, we had a conversation just to sort of uh, set the stage a little bit. Had a conversation with our security team at Connection uh, back in October for Cybersecurity Awareness Month. It was Steve Nardoni and Rob and Bill and uh, a great team chatted with us. And we got onto the topic of smart homes and all of these gadgets and alexas and googles and series and portals and uh, whatever it might be from whatever uh, manufacturer and i remember recording that episode i think it was episode 13 was our first episode in the series so what are we at episode 61 now
1: yeah something like that that
0: was that was a long time a while ago it feels like a lifetime ago so Episode 13 through 20, we did all about cybersecurity, and I remember Rob telling us about his smart home setup, and I I got, like, the chills from it because the thought of being so connected to the internet in your, like, everything in your home creeped me out, and you, you don't have a smart home, do you, Rob? Uh,
1: well, I, I would say it's maybe half smart home, so I, I started, I was one of the first adopters of of Alexa. Oh. I, yeah, I I've, I can't remember how many years I've had it now, but um, and then I just started adding things on. You know, I had the smart plugs and then some of the lights. So I'm getting there. I'm not all, all the way there. I don't have the ring. I don't have the the Nest thermostat and things like that. But it's amazing how quickly you can bring it up to to par and have a you know have a, a smart home. It's interesting.
0: Yeah. So my confession is that things have escalated very quickly
1: in the oh, no. house
0: when it comes to smart homing. It all started when my husband was cleaning out his closet and found a Google Home Mini, Um, just this little teeny tiny speaker. And we got it. Like I remember we signed up for Spotify forever ago, which, by the way, you can find this podcast on Spotify by searching connection to experience. Rob, you will fix that. I know it (laughs) (laughs) Um, because that's platform I listen to it on all the time. So he signed up for an account and got this little Google Home Mini, and it's been sitting in his closet for like a year, and he pulled it out, and he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to set this thing up and see what it can do. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. If we remember in episode 13, I think I talked about how I had the Microsoft X- like Connect on my TV for a while, All right, and I would walk into a room, and it would say, good morning, Penny, and it, like the thing came off the TV as fast as it went up and it's been sitting <laughs> in the basement ever since. So fast forward to uh Corona 2020 and I now have a Google, not only a Google Home Mini, but as soon as he took that thing out, he remembered that he had some like a, I, I don't know what it's called, but the whatever he needed for the light switches to be smart. So like the main Thing. Yep, the smart
1: switches, yeah, a smart switch, and the, they have hubs too. So I don't know if he connect into a hub. There's, yep. there's all sorts of ways of so doing it. He
0: he. Now my husband's an electrician, so not uncommon that he like will just buy random light switches and store them. This is a regular occurrence. He comes up from the basement with this bin of pretty much everything you need to set up smart switches. Oh wow! House. He's got the hub. He's got some extra switches. He went to this, he ordered more on Amazon over the week. So every single light in our house is run by a smart switch. Let's see if I can do this right now. Okay, Google, turn off Lucy's bedroom light. It's still on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there there it it
1: goes. (laughs) Well done.
0: Yeah. so, So all of our smarts, all of our lights are now smart, which. You know, I live in a fairly small house, so it doesn't make that big of a difference. But let me tell you what has changed my life. Being able to tell tell Google what time to wake me up in the morning without having to pick up my phone. Yeah,
1: that's, that's cool, right?
0: Like, strangely cool. Like, I remember, this is going to make me sound so lazy, but I remember sitting in bed going, oh, I should really set my alarm on my phone. But the mere thought of picking up my phone and setting the alarm just seemed like such a turn turnoff. <laughs> so Google does everything. I am talking to Google all day long as I move through the house
1: so I, w- I want to do something cool here Alexa turn off office oh. Alexa turn on office Alexa change office to blue oh <laughs> Rob is
0: fancy
1: <laughs> How cool is that
0: It's so cool like I I have to say and I almost want to write um, Rob uh, an email. And the other Rob, not you, Rob, Um, I almost want to write Rob on our security team an email saying, I've, I feel like I might be officially converted to the smart home. And really, the only thing that is smart right now is light switches. But there's more to there. And oh, and we have a Nest camera outside of our house. But now I'm like, what else can we get? And he so we have the mini and then he went and bought like the bigger like the the console that like uh, filters our pictures from Google, uh, we can talk to it and make a shopping list, and it connects to our phones. Everything's hooked up in my house, and I am uh, happy, happy as a clam, and could not. As a consumer, have even real, like it was all in the back of my mind, the whole security thing, knowing how easy it was and seeing how easy it was. But as we, uh, as we, oh, and and then of course, so this is what happens with me. I can be so against doing something and then I do it and I become obsessed with it. Now I'm going to get everybody else to make their house a smart home. So I'm already like, for my mother in law's birthday, I'm buying her a Google Home Mini and a thermostat because she doesn't like to walk all the way across the house at night in the dark to turn down the thermostat. So we're going to get her a smart thermostat.
1: And I do want to say as representatives of connection, we don't necessarily advocate this as a good security practice (laughs) because you will remember our director of security here has no IOT devices at all in his house. And he said simply, I know security, and I know how to protect things, and I can't get there with anything that's an IoT. There's just not a really good way yet to secure these. He goes, so I will not make my house vulnerable. So I just want to put that out there that as good reps for security that we maybe shouldn't advocate to get these. However, we do know that Rob on the security team has (laughs) – has pimped his house with security devices and IoT, or not uh, security, but IoT devices, uh, as as have myself. And it sounds like Penny is on the bandwagon.
0: Yeah, and remember, we talked to David from Cisco, too, who runs, you know, he's their, uh, you know, security security specialist for, I might be getting his title wrong, for uh, a business development specialist for Cisco security. And he himself said, I I want I forget off the top of my head how many uh, devices he said he had, but pretty much his entire house was run um, with smart apps. And so this is why I think it's such an important topic for today because I, I referenced it on another podcast that there had been some articles coming out where companies like law firms and you know people doing uh, telehealth from home and things like that were being asked by their employers to turn off things like Alexa and their Google Home stuff because you are discussing um, not only proprietary information but personal information um, and the privacy of your home that's now being picked up by a, a smart device. I think while we don't, our, our security practice doesn't advocate for this because we don't have, you know, us as uh, laymen in our homes don't necessarily have, you know, the know-how to make sure that we're secure. I think it's something that IT directors and chief technology officers and network administrators, all, all of these people are going, it's going to have to be on their radar This is the new normal. I am stuck at home and I don't want to walk and turn on a light switch anymore. I don't (laughs) want to pick up a remote and control my TV. I, you know, I want to, I don't want to handwrite my shopping list anymore. And I I think the more that we're home, the longer that we're home and everyone's there, this is what happens. Boredom creeps in, you start adopting new technology, you're seeing it all over TV. And so this might be, actually be a good time to consider reaching out to someone like a Steve Nardoni and his team and kind of having that conversation of, you know, how do I make sure that what my employees are doing at home, you know, with their smart home setup, and they're using their, their home device with their work device, and all of this is sort of co mingling together. What's the strategy now? A whole now, new I, I think
1: those protocols are going to escalate now with COVID-19. You know, they're, they're talking about the uh, digital transformation and how that was going to take years. And now they've compressed that down into months, weeks, even even days for, right. for some companies. And I think that this particular protocol, the IoT, the insecure ways of IoT now because of COVID, I think that that whole process is going to be compressed. And you're going to start seeing better, more secure protocols coming out to the point where Steve Nardoni might go, all right, I, you know what? We found something. I can now start installing. That'll but until he text. starts saying it, I, I'm like, I'll still be skeptical. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was skeptical too, and not and not to say that I'm not still. Uh, one thing that my husband always says, he's like, "What do we?" His point of view is, "What do we do in our home that we actually care can be brought back? Like, what are we doing that can be used for bad? But uh, anything could be. It depends on who." the bad actor is and what kind of information they're trying to get. People like my husband don't necessarily think about the fact that I'm sitting here on a work device with Google listening to me and I'm connected to my Google. Like This is the where I think the part of the risk lies less around what you're saying and what's getting picked up. But when I go onto my computer and I go onto Google.com or Gmail, I'm logged into the same account that is picking up my voice, and it all works together. Like, if you, have you ever um, have you started to receive uh, notifications from or summaries from Google about where you've been in the past no. month? How many? Places? No, I, I know
1: people do that. That would that would freak me out a little bit.
0: <laughs> so he gets a he gets a daily or weekly report of all the places he's been, how long his travel time was, a list of all of this and he showed it to me the other day. I haven't ever gotten one of those so he must have something turned on. But that's where I think the risk is. Yeah. Is that it's not just in your home anymore. You are interacting with Google and Google's just one example and there's tons of these um
1: Yeah, no, I've heard of there. that and I haven't experienced that and I'm not sure how I would feel at all if I saw a notification showing all the places I've been. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Or, I mean, it's okay if you see it, but maybe you don't want somebody else to see
1: it. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> um, but the, you know, I'm connected into my, my company VPN while I'm browsing or while I'm logged into my Google account while I'm talking to Google. So all of these things are starting to meld more than they ever, ever have before. And so this is, you know, We've been talking about the return to work and, you know, having to uh, take people's temperatures and having to social distance. But one thing we you know, just haven't touched on and we've said security, but I think this is digging that one level deeper is you now have very little control over what your employees are doing in their personal life. And how that is interfering with their work life in terms of someone gaining access or using information, you know, against them or for bad things like that. So as you sort of plan your return back to work here, I think the planning for the remote work and how you handle security and potential threats through smart home capabilities and IOT devices, uh, it's going to be super important and part of that strategy. Um, And I know that our security team, if not already, is developing major strategies to help you navigate this kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And we're going to be doing a lot of stuff as we lead up to National Cybersecurity Awareness Month in October. Uh, We have a webinar series that we're planning. We have another uh, podcast series like we did last year um, that we're planning uh, and a couple other events. So those are things as as we lead up to it. These will be some of the topics that we'll be discussing that can help folks out.
0: Yeah, it's all, it's all going to be good stuff. And I, the security piece is always super interesting because, like Jamal has said and Steve has said. You don't necessarily know all the threats until or your weaknesses until someone makes their way through. I've just been thinking about the greater the greater landscape of competition in general for different industries, and security is going to be no different in terms of the the bad actor competition that's going to come out. Right. I saw. I wanted to tell you this too because I saw uh, a post on LinkedIn. This was actually uh, one of our account managers, Daryl Masterson, out of our Keen office. He Every uh, a few of our account managers have really like drilled into the security piece and are really in tune to what's happening and are using that as sort of their their own practice as they talk to uh, their customers. And he posted a a little summary of an article that he read. Listen to the headline. Men fall victim to cybercrime more than women. (laughs) (laughs) So not only are we better drivers, we're supposedly more secure.
1: Just overall smarter. I get it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I'm going to debunk this thought process a little bit. So here, here's what the article said. Is that the theory behind why men fall victim more than women is because men tend to use the same password across multiple accounts where women are more likely to have a different password across accounts. Rob, true or false? True. I say false.
1: Oh, Okay.
0: No, no, you're right. That that's what the article is. But from my personal experience, maybe I'm more like a man than I thought, um, <laughs> because that has been my strategy since the beginning of time. <laughs> And quite honestly, when I when I'm working with like an Apple product, Apple has like all these requirements for a password that is so off of my normal Uh, password. Like I had
1: I had one that was a dollar sign that was one of my passwords. All of a sudden I found out you can't use the dollar sign anymore. Why? (laughs) Why is that a thing now? I got to go back and change everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So every time I sign into Apple, I have to change my password. And that's what made me laugh on the episode that you were talking about the um, the 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 Iowa caucus. Where,
1: oh, right. where they forgot the password. Where they forgot
0: their password? Like that would be me. I'd be like, oh, well, no, I'll just log into real quick, I'll just log into the app or re-download it and then have zero access because uh, I don't remember my password or what email it's linked to and all that stuff. So um, I just thought that was funny. But I I um it was an interesting, an interesting uh sort of call out from the article about men and women and their how they handle security. But what it comes down to is whether you are male or female, you could click on anything. And let me tell you, passwords might be one piece, but we know that like malware and ransomware and all that stuff that's coming through email or I was talking to you about an article on LinkedIn that I thought was actual clickbait and it was going to download an entire virus onto my computer because of the title of it alone. I still clicked on it. <laughs>
1: oh boy, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I clicked on it, but you know why I clicked on it? Because I am going to give a little plug here. I use an HP device, which has a uh, Uh, sure click and sure start that uh, when i click on something malicious will actually it's built into the device to quarantine it and protect it and will you know ask me if it thinks it's questionable and nothing happens so and even if it did hp uh have hp's device would have protected me
1: so you're confident it's fail safe
0: I'm confident it is the world's most secure PC. There's the
1: plug. There's the plug.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Uh, Yep. So uh, in summary, uh, if you uh, obviously you are managing a remote workforce or if you are at home and you are part of the remote workforce, something to just keep in the back of your head as all of these smart devices become more prevalent, we're doing more online ordering than ever. More online accounts with passwords where our credit. Card information is in there. Uh, You are, you know, you have a dotted line to your company's network while you're on your device doing all this stuff. Uh, So, a part of the new normal and preparing for the return is developing what this new strategy looks like around cybersecurity, different threats, and sort of managing this one life one device view, um, and making sure that it it doesn't really create a um, a big space for uh, malicious activity to happen on your network or on your, your, you don't want in your home network. You don't want people in your home network either. That's, that's just as dangerous. So um, I will say we use a VPN at home. So that we do have like one teensy tiny layer of protection, a little,
1: little firewall, <laughs> a little, little teeny tiny <laughs>
0: firewall. But I think that's probably a good place for us to leave off on today's episode. So if you are concerned about what your employees are doing at home, I highly encourage you to reach out to your account manager. Like I said, many of them are are proficient um, in security as well as our security practice, uh, Steve Nardoni and his team. And go back and listen to, this is a great refresher to listen to episode 13 through 20 on you know cybersecurity if you're looking for some new strategies around how to handle IoT and beyond. Um, so, Rob, I uh, think that's a, a wrap for today.
1: Nice job. I like yeah. it.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Um, so what on on whatever platform you are listening to, please make sure you like, follow and share. Uh, you can also feel free to leave us a comment and maybe tell us what you've been doing while you've been bored. Have you been equipping your your home with smart home devices? Or are you actually enjoying the nice fresh air outside? <laughs> Get out and golf. Um, Get out and golf today. You can also email us at podcast at connection.com. If you'd like to uh, share something with us or be a guest on our show, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, And with that, uh, Rob, have a wonderful day and enjoy golfing. Uh, I won't tell your boss. We'll tell him not to listen to this episode. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Hopefully he's
1: not tracking me as well. <laughs> ah, can, I, can I see you in my office? I see why you didn't me- go to that meeting. <laughs>
0: you know what, Rob? I will say this, just in case your boss is listening. You put in more hours than anyone I have ever seen, where I think you deserve to take an afternoon and some time for yourself.
1: Well, thank you, Penny. You're I you welcome. I heard that, Jeff. <laughs>
0: yeah. As I was slacking you at 8 o'clock last night and you responded instantaneously, uh, I was like, this guy works too hard
1: back at you.
0: <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great day and we will see you back here next week on What the Tech Just Happened. Talking today about smart homes, uh, security risks on your work. Com- Ugh, can we start that over? That was
1: bold. Nope. Nope. Keep going. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. No, I just need to make it quick. I, I like, I don't need no to worries. put
0: three bullet points and everything.
1: Okay. No worries.